No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on whatever the fuck night this is, Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever. Good to see you, been a while. Hope you've been well, hope you've been, hope you've been keeping yourself busy, hope you're preparing for the end of the world as we know it, which is coming. I've been busy, I've been doing stuff. Things and stuff, you know, you know, things and stuff. But I have been um, paying attention and documenting things. As you know, we are contributing to the obituary of Western civilization here on this program. We're not trying to save you. We're just trying to make sure that everything's documented so we'll have plenty of stories to tell each other in the gulags. Which I'm very much looking forward to. Limited audience, nobody can leave. So the ratings should be good. Tune in to Gulag Live every Saturday night, sometime in the near future. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. A lot to get through. A lot to catch up on. Hope you've been doing well. Of course, I come to you today with the title of the show, Taking It Yeezy, uh, not referring to the Eagles, the great band from the 70s and 80s, but instead referring to the great musician, of the modern times, uh, that being one Kanye West, of course. Who, once upon a time, used to be known for his music, his musical endeavors. Uh, He was partly known for his marriage to Kim Kardashian, which is also in the past. Ah, very very good KB in the chat. Nothing like a captive audience. See ya. <laughs> Very well done. Hey, you can be my writer on Gulag Live. You, you want a job? Yeah, we'll put you on. I'll tell you what, there's an extra ration of bread per week in it for you. Uh, we, can't be, we won't be able to pay you in money, so to speak, because we won't have any either. But what we can do is perhaps siphon off a little bit of our, our cornbread. And you can become a writer for Gulag Live. <laughs> there you go. Nothing like a captive audience, huh? 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 Get it? Of course we do, comrade. So Kanye West has been making news, the man once formerly known for his musical endeavours. And recently he joined one of our favourites here on the Daily Boogie Show, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones, live on InfoWars. Kanye! rocked up to Alex. Now, unfortunately, I was asleep, but uh, lots of people were tagging me and things, and I had a long list of stuff to go through when I woke up. It was very exciting. It was like Christmas came early. Kanye on InfoWars. What the hell is going on out there? So I thought we'd better tune in because Alex has had a rough trot of late, and he probably deserves the Kanye bump. Who's bumping who in that situation? Press one in the chat if you think Kanye is bumping Alex Jones. 
Press two in the chat if you think Alex Jones is now bumping Kanye. <laughs> Which one is it? It's close. I think it's closer than you think. Do you reckon Joe Rogan was watching that? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Who have we got this week, Jamie? Jordan Peterson again. <laughs> Damn it. Why couldn't he talk about Nazis on my show? We've got Jordan Peterson talking about Nazis. Well, okay, I guess it's fine. <laughs> we've already heard Jordan, though. So we've got some fresh Nazi hot takes from the man himself, Yeezy. Yay, 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 yay. I really don't say joining us in the chat. Good to see you, mate. How are you? So... We've got that to go over to tonight. Um, lots of stuff to catch up on. Luckily for us, we live in the age of social media where Cassie Dillon, um, thank you for your service, by the way, Cassie. Uh, Cassie Dillon on Twitter has put together a very convenient little Twitter thread for us all to watch. Um, entitled, quote, Yee's most offensive and alarming remarks from his InfoWars interview today. So she's clipped out the parts that she finds most offensive and put them all together in one little thread for us. So thank you very much for that, Cassie. Saves me watching the whole thing. Uh, Cassie works for the Jewish News Syndicate. JNS provides fact-based uh, fact independent news reporting and high-level context on issues key to the state of Israel and the Jewish world. So there you go. Thank you for your service, Cassie. Now let's have a little look here. Let's have a little peruse of we don't even know if it's him he was wearing a mask if you're listening to the podcast this is one of those ones that you do have to see for yourself <laughs> the way Kanye has shown up looking like a home invader and by that I mean balaclava big ski jacket <laughs> gloves you know what I mean with a bible mind you so he's all over the place is Kanye and he's shown up on InfoWars. Alex has been having a bit of bad luck lately with some trials. Um, we Do you remember years ago we watched the deposition video for Alex Jones for the, the trials that he's currently getting, uh, you know, back-passaged on currently. And it looked pretty nasty then, right at the beginning, and it's only getting worse for poor old Alex. So he got the yee bump, the yee bump, I guess. And Cassie Dillon has put together the most offensive parts. So thank you, Cassie. Now let's take a look at what everyone is getting so upset about out there on Twitter. The, the so-called crime doesn't deserve the punishment. What did I, okay. I thought? That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. Okay, fair enough. So far, so good. <laughs> Do you think Hitler is uh, either looking down from heaven or <laughs> looking up from hell saying, gee, are they still talking about me, are they? <laughs> Do you reckon he's doing that? Not sure. Seems to keep coming up. Although the man himself died many, many, many moons ago, his legacy appears to live on thanks to both those who love him and hate him. They're both keeping it alive. Congratulations, everyone. Not to worry. 
I'm sure constantly talking about Nazis uh, is sure to ensure that there will be no more Nazis in the future. Of course. Anyway, let's carry on here. So, uh, Alex pointing out. Now, can we get a fact check on that, please? Because I do know it is Alex Jones and we do have to be careful. Can anyone please confirm if Kanye West is in fact Hitler or not? Is he Adolf Hitler? Just want to fact check because I have read uh, on the internet, of course, um, a lot of people say things like Alex Jones lies about everything. Okay. Well, so can we just confirm that Kanye is not Adolf? He might be Adolf Hitler. I don't know. I mean, Alex said it, so it must be false. Right? course what did i i thought that's right you're not hitler you're not a nazi you don't deserve well, we get a fact check on that deserve to be called that and demonized well well maybe i do <laughs> i i see i i see good things about hitler also the jew i love everyone and jewish okay. people are not going to tell me you can love um you know us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts. Okay. And you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. Okay. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very <laughs> microphone that I use as a musician, okay. you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. Okay. All right. I mean, there is a thing. You know, always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, I think this might be a very productive attitude to have. Okay, we all know the bad things Hitler did. Tell me some of the good things. <laughs> well, he he treated animals humanely. Okay, that's true. He was a big animal rights activist. You may or may not know that. So, you know, broken clocks, I guess. Uh, he was very pro-feminist. He wanted, he he put women in positions of power and, you know, he's very pro-female. Very pro-female. Uh, what else could you say? Uh, he also had some talent as a budding young artist at one point. There you go. He was a painter, exactly. <laughs> Painting is good, honest work, is it not? You know, let's not let's try not to focus on all the bad things, perhaps. <laughs> hey, why not? Look, the problem is someone with an itchy dick out there is going to watch this and they're going to be too stupid to understand really where I'm coming from, and that's okay. But for the benefit of those who are kind of halfway there, let me fill you in. It's no one's saying Hitler's good or anything. It is it is fun to make um, you know Hitler references sometimes because it's such a taboo topic. And uh, you know, I grew up watching Monty Python and other comedians doing Hitler routines constantly. So I don't you know, now apparently that's kind of taboo, which is strange. So you know, it's it's now taboo to take a light-hearted approach to it. Generally speaking, you have to be outraged at everyone all the time, at everything they say. You have to denounce constantly. And it's, I don't care what Kanye says about anything. Do you? Really? You know, so why would I denounce that? <laughs> Go for it, man. Say whatever you damn well please. It's good stuff. Yes, the Volkswagen bug, of course. Let's not forget about that. 
definitely. Still going strong. So, you know, I'm a I'm a history fan, I guess you'd say. Spent a long time, a long time, you know, reading, writing, not maybe not writing history, um, but definitely reading history and all that kind of. What the hell is going on here? Oh, that's weird. Hmm. I seems to have lost my um playlist here. This one's still working. Very strange behaviour. Hmm. Anyway. Um Yeah, so what I was saying was if if you read if you're a, a reader of history and a you know, if you get absorbed in learning about history and stuff, like, you know, for example, the Roman Empire, I love reading about and audiobooks and how did they live and how did they fight and how was it all set up in the world back then. So if you can manage to understand that history did not begin in 1930 and, in fact, has existed long before that, you just see Hitler as just yet another historical figure who butchered and maimed countless people. There, there are plenty of them. Now, you can argue that he was particularly bad or particularly worse than someone else, but that's a, that's debate-worthy. That's always up for argument. T- take Pol Pot, for example, okay? You want some bad guys that did bad things? Pol Pot. Pol Pot murdered everybody who wore glasses because it was seen as a sign of intelligence. He murdered all... He slaughtered all the educated people in the country and then banned reading and writing. Right? Now, now when it came to education, Hitler put together, like, little youth groups... He cared about the education of the youth compared to somebody like, say, Pol Pot, for example. Stalin's an obvious one, you know. Starvation, butchering his own people. So, with all that in mind, I mean, was Pol Pot a painter? I don't think he was. Did Stalin do any work for, you know, animal rights. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Did Mussolini uh, invent Volkswagen? I'm not sure. I don't think so. (laughs) Right? Citizen Volker in the chat. Mao, chat of all despots. Yes, Mao did a fair bit of butchering himself. That's true. Um, quite a good deal many more people than anyone in World War II, incidentally. Uh, so much so that a famous American general at the time said we should have gone there next and blown them up too. Should have nuked them too. <laughs> so that happened. Educate, uh, had He had youth groups as well. Got them all, you know, going around butchering their teachers and the educators, educator classes. And then, you know, I've watched uh, parliamentarians in my country praise Chairman Mao during speeches at Parliament. I've, I've seen politicians, you know, going to ceremonies or whatever and praising Chairman Mao. 
for the Cultural Revolution. Meanwhile, a former top 40 artist wears a ski mask on an internet show that's banned basically on everything. Mentions Hitler and the whole world goes crazy about it. (laughs) You figure it out. You try to figure it out. Anyway, let's carry on. And you look, you're allowed to be offended by this. I'm not going to stop you from being offended by it. But again, um, historical context. There's there's plenty of people throughout history who have uh, done some pretty fucking awful things. And whilst that that doesn't diminish any of the particular awful things anybody does, the constant reference to one and only one against this backdrop of thieves and butchers and despots is um, boring and repetitive. And you know, if you keep if you keep showing someone the same gore video over and over and over again, eventually they're going to get desensitized to it and they're not going to care anymore. Now, if that's the goal, it's working. If that ain't the goal, then you're failing. But anyway, let's carry on. I'm done with the classifications. Okay. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table. Okay. Especially Hitler. Especially Hitler. <laughs> Especially. I did like that because it wasn't and Hitler, you know, and also Hitler. It was especially Hitler. <laughs> so let's have a look here. They are going to have to listen up. What we did is we brought Netanyahu with us. Ah. <laughs> I'm in the twilight zone right now. Netanyahu, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to Alex Jones right now, Nick Fuentes and Ye? It was bad. It was bad. What is he doing? What is he doing? Now, come on. How do you find this offensive? It's too silly to be offensive. Surely. Surely. Some of the takes I've been reading on Twitter uh, Twitter have been fucking breathtaking. This represents the end of democracy as we know it. Really? This? This? You have a low bar. People people are genuinely genuflecting on Twitter and fearing an existential end to the free world because of what Kanye said on Alex Jones. Because of this. Netanyahu. To quote um, the Gladiator in the Gladiator movie, are you not entertained? Is this not fucking amazing? (laughs) What is he doing? (laughs) And this is right up there with the llamas for me in terms of Alex Jones highlights. When Alex does eventually decide to give it away and go, you know what, I've done the best I can. I've tried to, you know, break the conditioning and we've broken some conditioning, but not as much conditioning as we would have liked to have broken. But anyway, I'm stepping away. Owen will be sitting there going, finally, thank fuck, I'm the man now. So Owen will get the main chair. Harrison will get Owen's chair. And everything rolls on. And this will be one of those moments when he looks back at on the end of his career and says, you know what, that was probably as that was probably about as good as it got. With Yi with the ski mask on. And the net and the Yoohoo doing net and Yoohoo. <laughs> in in some kind of squeaky voice, which I don't think sounds like net Yahoo at all. 
But hey, uh, you got to believe. Let's carry on here. <laughs> I'm in the twilight zone. Right remember, now. remember, quote. Ne- remember, quote. This is one of the quote most offensive and alarming moments from the show. Now, if this is one of the worst, then fucking me, strap in. I can only imagine it gets better. And Yahoo, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to Alex Jones right now, Nick Fuentes and Ye? Fuentes. It was bad. It was bad for Trump to meet with Nick and Ye. Okay. I had no idea your voice is going to sound like that, Netanyahu. You know those you know those moments where you're waiting for the laugh and it just never comes. <laughs> that was an agonizing, I'm gonna call it like say 1.8 to 2 seconds there. Dead stone cold dead silence. So you don't like Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So you don't like Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> What is going on? Look at this. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That is a face of the man saying, I have no fucking idea what is going on here. What the fuck is this? And he's looking at a cameraman or a producer or somebody. Whoever's still working there. (laughs) Maybe it's Owen. He's looking at him going, really? This is what we're doing? But see, this is the beautiful irony of it all. Alex can't complain because this is Alex. Kanye is doing Alex's bit right now. Alex's bit. And I love Alex. You know I do, right? Love him. Love him like a brother. (laughs) Love that crazy son of a bitch. But this is what Alex does. He goes on other podcasts and he'll he'll do the most, he'll go further than anyone else. And that's what gets the attention, right? He'll say the more outlandish thing. He'll rant or he'll do, once upon a time, it was the stunts that he used to do, you know, with a megaphone or uh, catching a politician in an airport or Bohemian Grove or whatever. But he's always been a stunt guy. He does a stunt, gets the attention, yeah? And Kanye is now out Alexing Alex. Kanye is now doing an Alex Jones on the Alex Jones show. Alex is now playing the role of the host of the show that Alex has been on, where they're sitting there looking at each other going, I can't even get a word in. I don't know what's going on. What is he saying? It all comes full circle. It's beautiful. Uh, Yes, Alex invented the microphone. I had no idea your voice is going to sound like that, Netanyahu. So you don't like Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> I just, I, I just heard about this guy two weeks ago since so like the tweet, and I thought he had a funny name. Hell yeah. Okay then. Hey, look, that's as good a reason as any to dislike anyone in the modern age, I guess. I mean, I love everyone, but that guy's got a fucking weird name. <laughs> <laughs> Netanyahu. I heard he's like really into like, he's like a super killer. I could die for saying this. So 
case this is the last time you ever hear from me. <laughs> well, look, 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 look. I, I, I'm glad you guys are here, and, and we can... Is Alex bumping Kanye or is Kanye bumping Alex? Let's have a look. We're going to have Netanyahu step out for a second, okay, Alex? Oh, he's going to go? I'm leaving for now until, until it's another meeting, and then I'm going to say something. All right. You're not only an artist, you're a comedian. But, but Nick, that's... Ooh. <laughs> Nick. Nick, help me here. <laughs> Nick, say something, you little punk. Don't just leave me here. Don't just leave me here drowning, Nick. Throw me something. You got to give me something. Got to open your mouth, kid. Got to get a few words in here, Nick. Got to take you to, got to get you to have to take the heat off this guy. I'm to say something. All right. You're not only an artist, you're a comedian. But, but Nick, that's what I'm getting at here is, is that, <laughs> is, 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 is that, it was a. Uh, what, it just, what it was doesn't it? matter. I, I just. I mean, there's. Well, listen, there's fluoride in the water. Oh man. He just got. Alex just got broken. Kanye West broke Alex. That's the first time you've ever seen Alex lost for fucking words, guys. <laughs> the first time in his long and illustrious career. And it happened by. It was via Kanye West doing shit that Alex would normally do. <laughs> There you have it. Fight and fire with fire, baby. Let's carry on. Yeah, stay there. Stay there. Nick Voigt does the studio. This is Uncensored, folks. We're going to come back uh, after this break. And, and we're going to come back into the break and play a George Soros compilation of him on NPR. It's only a few minutes long. about me. Him on NPR and him on 60 Minutes. <laughs> The fact he's doing the Alex thing, that's fantastic. Saying the best time of his life was rounding up and killing Jews. Yay, never killed any Jews. So I want to know, how do I get the ADL to love me? Do I round up Jews in Nazi Germany? Do I get love then? Schwarzenegger said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. Like Oh my God. <laughs> you have to be quick. Now, look, there is nothing more big dicky than doing the throw to a commercial break on someone else's show. You know what I mean? That's a big dick move. And, <laughs> and so Alex has now just got big dicked by Kanye on his own show. He's trying to throw to the commercial break. The job of the guest uh, at that point is to remain fucking silent and let the host do his thing, you know? All right, coming up after the break, we got this, this, and this. We'll see it. Because he's counting down how many seconds he's got, 10, 5 seconds, whatever it is. And he's filling the air with noise until the ad break comes on. So it's your job to just sit there and go, okay, he's driving the ship. And you've got to be quick to hear it. Kanye just gets the last word in. Let's have a listen again. Saying I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Hitler. <laughs> I like Hitler. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. Team. 
Um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad how things. Much but can, they, how much can people talk about one group? Honestly. Honestly. Like I said, I'm a bit of a history... I like learning about history, so I've read my fair share of World War II stuff as well. Right. The main reason, if you want to know honestly, the main reason why there's so much about the Nazis is because they were very typically German in the way they kept records, right? Everything was documented. Everything was scientifically laid out. Everything was... Uh, every, you know, dollar... Every Reichmark was accounted for. So that's why there's so much material on them is because there was so much available, right? Obviously, the further... That's why we know so much about the Romans, for example, is because they too used to document everything. You know, they had huge halls where all of their financial records, their trade dealings and everything were kept. Their... The way they organised their bureaucracy, they kept very, you know, very strict records on. So that's why we know so much. So initially, that's why there's so much material out there about the Nazis, because there is so much material about the Nazis, yeah? But, I mean, it's just constant. It's constant. Constant, constant, constant. How much, how, how much can you talk about one group? It's just, it amazes me. Everything always comes back to Hitler and the Nazis. First of all, there are no Nazis anywhere now. Do you know why? Because it was a very specific, to, you had to be a member of the political party that Hitler was in. There is no political party anymore. Therefore, there are no Nazis. When people talk about Nazis and stuff today, they just sound like idiots. Ill-informed, ignorant idiots. Nazi was a very specific term that only applied to members of the political party. If you were a soldier for Germany, you weren't a Nazi unless you had joined the political party. But most of them were not Nazis. They were members of the Wehrmacht. Yeah? the army so it's just dumb and hearing the same dumb takes constantly and again i i put it to you if you find this all this stuff super offensive why are you getting offended by a guy in a ski mask doing netanyahu impressions really why does that bother you <laughs> good things too we're gonna stop dissing the nazis all the time okay we're we're gonna get to that you get, I don't want to get digressed into this theme. I don't want to get digressed into this. Alex knows the cancel culture all too well. He's been there, done that, doesn't want to do it. He's currently, he's currently going through it. Growing up in the richest neighborhood in Dallas, and down the street was a famous German-American inventor. Yep. And he was a first-generation person. He'd come here when he was a little kid on a ship. And he was, he held a bunch of the patents on, air, on, on, on refrigeration and air conditioning. And uh, my grandfather worked from the time he was about eight years old because he took him under his wing uh, in his little tinkering factory. That, then he had factories in God, places I love like Detroit. God, I stuff. love Alex's stories, don't you? <laughs> I haven't listened to Alex for a while. I think I need to give him another go.
clearly the show is heading in a brave new direction, so maybe it's time I tune in again. See what Alex is up to. Um, my grandfather worked from the time he was about eight years old because he took him under his wing yep. uh, in his little tinkering factory. That, then he had factories in places like Now, the, does a tinkering factory make tinkering or does it tinker? I'm not sure which. Detroit that they actually built the stuff. And my grandfather, the main reason he joined the Army Air Corps, he told me, and he, he didn't tell me a lot about this, he just told me the story, was because he watched that man very quietly once Hitler got power in the 30s, suck every dime out of him or he would kill his relatives in Germany. And that guy was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. It was as German as 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 you can get, as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Or, you know, as, as, as Teutonic, as, as, as Germanic. Teutonic. And the point was, my grandfather saw that. So... I understand you're opposed to other forces, but I don't think then thinking other forces in history that are lionized, that's my personal experience of what my grandfather, uh, Clyde William Hammond, told me. Does that make sense? It, it, not totally to me, but... Uh... I kind of... <laughs> no offense. Again, I love Alex. Kanye couldn't really care less either way about what he does or says. Or, you know, he does his thing, man. It's not my world. The R&B hip-hop world is not my world to begin with. So Kanye is now invading my space, not the other way around. You know. Kanye going on Alex Jones. Who's next? Katie fucking Perry. <laughs> Warren G. You know. So anyway. Um, but, like, again, to be fair... Kanye and Alex having a conversation with each other. I don't imagine either one understands either one at all most of the time. Look here, Kanye. Look, I know you've got, I know you're working against the Jews right now, and that's okay, but listen, let, let me tell you something. My grandfather, he wanted to be a pilot when he saw Hitler coming to power in the 30s, and he had blonde hair, blue eyed. He was Teutonic. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? Well, not really, Alex, but listen, I got my Netanyahu here, and I just love you, okay? Do you understand? Well, not really, Kanye. <laughs> you see, we could we could do this all day. <laughs> Kitty Vader chat, I need to know how Ja Rule feels. <laughs> Where's boys to men on the J question? Where are they? End of the road, huh? Um... It's, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm saying like it literally doesn't totally make sense to me. I, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, Alex. I don't understand a fucking word you're saying. Let's have a look. I got some uh, jokes here from uh, Owen Benjamin that I want to read about Ben Shapiro. Hey, now Owen Benjamin jokes. <laughs> now Alex doesn't like Owen anymore. We know that. But Kanye apparently does like Owen. Did he Google Owen Benjamin jokes or? Google Ben Shapiro jokes and Owen Benjamin came up. Important. Important, but subtle difference. From uh, Owen Benjamin that I want to read about Ben Shapiro. Hey, Candace Owens, unplug this robot before he runs his mouth. Um... What? <laughs> Don't get it. Does that make sense? No, it really doesn't, brother. You're not making any sense. Ben Shapiro's cardio is picking up shackles. Uh, Shapiro can tell how much change is in your pocket just from hearing a jingle. Um, Shapiro is just mad that Kyrie won't sign his basketball. Back to you, Alex. <laughs> Nick, you're sitting over there. You want to say something? 
Nick, you're just sitting over there. Do you want to say something? Please, Nick. Anything. Talk about fucking cookies. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever the hell you got to do. Did Nick get a word in? Because I didn't see the actual interview. Did Nick get an actual word in at any point or did he just sit there? Uh, Kanye goes off about Dave Chappelle. Let's have a look. You guys got to pull this up. Dave Chappelle is a hack and he gets a lot of his jokes from Owen Benjamin. Uh, Dave Chappelle went on a Jewish platform and now, said... Hang on, hang on. Now, I know Owen Benjamin does often accuse other people of stealing his jokes, okay? that That is well documented. Owen is someone who's like, you know, Tucker is stealing my my bits. Um, they, they watch me. They're stealing my stuff. He says that a lot, you know? So has... Now... Is it confirmed that Dave Chappelle has ripped off Owen Benjamin or has just Owen Benjamin said that David Chappelle has ripped him off? Because we're gonna need we're gonna need a fact check on that, Owen. Chappelle is a hack and he gets a lot of his jokes from Owen Benjamin. Okay. Dave Chappelle went on a Jewish platform and said, they dropped that nigga. Dave Chappelle said they dropped that nigga talking about yay and he Alex is now thinking n-words oh my god help me Nick god damn it Nick <laughs> Nick you don't even say it that often <laughs> come on <laughs> Nick I've only heard you say nigger like half a dozen times can you fucking talk something say something please god damn it shut this nigger up <laughs> <laughs> Kanye dropping end bombs. Call me Kanye, have a look, and Kitty. I'm supposed to be his friend. Dave Chappelle does not believe in God and does not believe in Jesus. These are the kind of black oh, leaders okay. that the Zionists put in front of us. Thank you, Victor. And meanwhile, we want to knock Herschel Walker, but Herschel Walker changed his life for Christ. And he might have had abortions, but he doesn't believe in abortion. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Kitty B sent this one through. Let's have a look here. Next time Kanye's going off on himself, I'm telling you, just close your okay, eyes. It's Bill Burr. Forget it's him and really listen to what is coming out of this guy's mouth. He says shit like, I'm a genius. I'm a god. I'm Shakespeare. My biggest regret is I'll never get to see myself perform live. Did he really say That's that? That's a direct quote. My biggest regret is I'll never get to see myself perform live. That's fucking hilarious, though. That is, that is comedy. Bill, that's comedy, mate. That's a fucking great line. <laughs> well done. Ten points, Kanye. Love it. Dude, you put that ego in a white dude that is, it's benign in the Streisand. What's the Blitzkrieg? What's the superior race? Wow. Silver. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. He nailed it. There you go. Uh, we got more here. Cassie Dillon's been very... Cassie Dillon has been very busy hate-posting here. So I'm going to give you a tick for your work, Cassie. Thank you for your service in putting all of these highly, very highly offensive little clips together for our amusement. Was, or rather, DeSantis is mobbed Are up you with not Israel and Mossad. Donald Trump, his speech, his announcement was written by Jason Miller, who's controlled by foreign interests. Yeah. If there's a Republican... Why, why, now, Nick, now, why aren't you wearing a suit? Come on, you always wear a suit, man. Today's the day. 
You're going on with Kanye. You wear a suit. Or did he think, no, I've got to hood rat myself up a little bit here, fashion-wise. Was it his call or was it, you know, someone who works wardrobe at InfoWars saying, no, 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 next to Kanye, you can't, you can't wear a suit. You'll look like his fucking lawyer. We need to put you in a hoodie stacked. <laughs> He's probably got the suit shirt and the tie on underneath. <laughs> hey? No, no, no. We've got to urban you up a little bit today, Nick. And we're not even going to call you Nick on the show. We're going to call you N-Dog, okay? N-Dog. <laughs> Citizen Volga, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Where is the suit? primary between them two and they go up against Biden or they go up against Newsom, there is exactly zero chance that we get any kind of regime that's going to deliver the real Nick, change. Nick, I got need. a question. If I say something that's provocative towards the Mossad, is that misogynistic? Hold on, let's hear from that. Fuck. I mean, I can see Kanye, Deaf Comedy Jam, bringing it back, ladies and gentlemen. The man's got talent, doesn't he? Misogynistic. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Misogynistic. Hold on, let's oh, he's hear from a killer. Him. He's a killer. Hey, yay! I'm the head of the massage. I'm gonna kill you and take your children away from you. Thanks a lot, Netton. Back to you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You, Alex. <laughs> Turn your phone microphone around, sir. <laughs> His microphone's backwards, ladies and gentlemen. His microphone was backwards. Kanye, the the Kanye, the recording studio god. His microphone was turned around the wrong way. <laughs> this is just wonderful. And you know. Look, if you're offended by this, I'm sorry. Let's, you know what? Let's deal with the offence, because more than, more than the incident themselves, in themselves, I prefer the offence, the outrage that flows in the wake of the incident itself. Kanye West suspended from Twitter after posting swastika inside a Star of David. Is that like saying there's a little Nazi in all of us? <laughs> We're suspended from Twitter after posting swastika inside Star of David. Elon Musk intervenes after rapper posted images hours after airing anti-Semitic views in Alex Jones' interview. Minister of Fun, thank you for joining us. Yee, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, has been suspended from Twitter after he tweeted an image of a swastika blended with a Star of David less than two weeks after he returned to the platform. But folks, I thought Twitter was now a safe haven for Nazis. Which one is it? Pick a fucking lane. Pick a fucking lane. You know, Twitter is a problem because it's become a safe haven for Nazis. Coming up after the break why Twitter banned Kanye West for saying he loves Nazis. Um, um, yeah. Remember, once upon a time, you used to have to wait maybe a year or two in order to develop, you know, 
duopolistic thinking within people, to, to develop a parallel thought pattern, to develop double think in someone. You'd have to gaslight them into thinking that something was a good idea in the first place and then maybe spend a couple of years slowly undermining your first gaslighting effort in order to get them to believe the opposite simultaneously. Well, it no longer takes years. It now takes fucking minutes. The same blue checkmark media organisation can post from five minutes to the next five minutes. One, Twitter is a safe haven for Nazis. Two, Twitter removed Kanye for saying he loves Nazis. And the people who read it will not even see the contradiction that they're reading. They will just believe whatever they're told to believe. At the time, at the and it's and this is the key part. Anyone will believe what they're told to believe, but these people believe what they're told to believe in the exact moment in which they are told. And that moment may last only a moment, and then the next moment may be something completely different, and they'll believe that too. Yee, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, has been suspended from Twitter after he tweeted an image of a swastika blended with the Star of David less than two weeks after he returned to the platform. The suspension took place hours after Yee praised Adolf Hitler and the Nazis in an interview on InfoWars, a show hosted by the right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. (laughs) Yee was one of several high-profile Twitter users whose accounts were banned or restricted on the site who then had them reinstated after Elon Musk took over as owner. You see how everything gets wrapped up in a neat little package. Yee's account was unlocked on November 21, having previously been restricted for tweeting an anti-Semitic message. Musk tweeted, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Account will be suspended. There you go. So Elon hates the Nazis, yet loves the Nazis, apparently. Musk has... Now, this is this is the beautiful part about this article here. Have a listen to this. So remember, before Elon Musk took over, it's a private company, bro. They can do whatever they want. Since Elon Musk has taken over, they're now saying, you know, fucking Joe Biden and senators are saying, we need to keep an eye on Twitter. Maybe some kind of investigation to see what's going on in there. Articles coming out. Is, is it unconstitutional to fire Twitter's employees? This is the public square. So they've completely done a 180 on it's a private company, bro. Right? And now look at this one now taking place as well because they're now going to be, they're now yet again going to be the good guys. Musk has previously described his approach to content moderation, quote, as if in doubt, let the speech exist. If in doubt, let the speech exist. So they're now attacking Elon Musk for removing Kanye. Well, I thought you were a free speech guy, Elon Musk. Why are you deleting Kanye? Five minutes after they write an article saying Kanye needs to be deleted for being anti-Semitic. Which was five minutes after the article. Twitter is now a safe haven for Nazis. It's hard to keep up with. This was Adam Kinzinger uh, a couple of days ago. Adam Kinzinger, you'll note, is the wet blanket Republican who retweets Ben Collins and other MSNBC employees in order to remain somewhat favourable in their reporting. Uh, He's also the guy who cried about January 6th during the hearing because it was so emotional, obviously. 
And he tweeted this out the other day. When Schwastika is trending, it's time to take a look inside ourselves as a country. Very serious stuff. Uh, to which I replied, have a little cry, mate. And then someone replied to me. I've already muted them because it was an idiotic reply. Uh, a person replied to me something like, you know, look at what you think is an acceptable response to this. The bigots aren't afraid to show themselves anymore. And I thought, never mind never mind what the uh, bigots aren't afraid of. You're afraid of a hashtag. Right? When Schwastika is trending, it's time to take a look inside ourselves as a country. Gee, mate, why are you taking moral cues from Twitter in the first place? You must take Twitter really seriously, hey? Serious question, Adam Kinzinger. Wow, you must think Twitter is really important if a hashtag means you want to examine yourself as a country morally. You must put a high value on Twitter, right? Yes? No. Guess again. Because when Elon Musk tweeted, this is a battle for the future of civilization if free speech is lost even in America, tyranny lies ahead, Adam Kinzinger replied, it's Twitter, man, not World War III. <laughs> Remember, it used to take years to develop double-think in a person. Adam Kinzinger has achieved this feat within hours. On one hand, dude, it's Twitter. It's not World War III. Relax. It's not that serious, bro. Later that day, when Schwastiker is trending, it's time to take a look inside ourselves as a country. Ah. So wait, Adam, then it is World War III, my man. It is Twitter. It is World War Three. What a fucking idiot. Sticking on Twitter and safety and neo-Nazis and Kanye West, Nobel Peace Prize winner Maria Risa says social media has come in and used free speech to stifle free speech. Let's have this ought to be a fucking smooth brain take, hey? Let's have a look authoritarians or dictators and social media companies, how are they connected in ways that perhaps we don't often think about? One enabled the other. Okay. You know, there's a reason why 60% of the world today is now under authoritarian rule. Yep. The number of democracies globally has been rolled back to 1989. Yes, because the progressive liberal world order has been kicking goals since the invention of the UN in the 1950s. That was the plan, my love. Goes right back to the Lima Declaration in which, um, you know, advanced Western societies voluntarily signed up to start outsourcing their mineral resource capability, their um, goods making capability and their supply chain dominance. This was done intentionally to raise up the third world and you've seen it no more uh, evidently clear than in China itself where people have gone through, like, say, 200 years of industrial revolution in the last 60 years, right? And, you know, other places in the world have now become the factory for the West, yeah? You make the goods, we ship it in. You pay a tax, we pay consumer, you know, prices, and everybody wins. 
Oh, the oh the number of democracies is shrinking, is it? Oh, I wonder why. Could it be because uh, said democracies have slowly, over a number of decades, outsourced their responsibility and, you know, their economic responsibilities, their cultural responsibilities, outsourced it to unelected, bureaucratic, intergovernmental global bodies and corporate interests? Could that be the case? It's almost like now that we have these mega corporations dominating world trade and finance, the people have less freedoms. Freaky, weird stuff, isn't it? Weird, really weird. But then again, the UN is a great thing. Nationalism is bad. (laughs) Why are there less democracies on earth? I don't know, but nationalism is bad, okay? How do do countries become more democratic if they're not allowed to be nationalist in the first place? Answer, please. But we're we're going down a rabbit hole there, aren't we? Let's carry on. This is an Infowars. In 2016, I stood up and I said, we demand an end to impunity on two fronts. Mm -hmm. Rodrigo Duterte, our president in the Philippines, his brutal drug war. And the second is Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. Because in the end, what happened in the Philippines would not have happened if Facebook wasn't there. Uh, Who remembers us doing a show where we spoke about the Brazilian elections? Remember the one where Bolsonaro won about four or five years ago? Remember that one? And the reporting from the New York Times in the aftermath of that election was basically that Bolsonaro won because of WhatsApp. Because people were in little WhatsApp groups sharing memes and political misinformation. And that led to the election of Bolsonaro. Uh, WhatsApp, of course, owned by Facebook, which is quote-unquote meta. Now, in the aftermath of that, Facebook um, began introducing some restrictions to Brazilian users on WhatsApp. They could no longer be in groups of, I think it was more than like four or five people. And their memes and political memes and whatnot would be restricted if it was deemed to be misinformation. So your own little private DM groups were now being monitored for political misinformation. Similar similar things have been requested in Canada, the UK, of course in Australia. And of course, in the United States, similar levels of monitoring. In the United States, it was actually uh, Bill Barr who wanted access to all of your private DMs and emails and Twitter groups. And, you know, WhatsApp groups said, uh, we can't allow criminals to operate in the dark, basically, more or less. So, you know, that trend has been ongoing for quite some time. And here we are again. Oh, look, the bad the bad guy wouldn't have won if only if only we had have been able to do more censorship on Facebook. Then the guy that we don't like wouldn't have won. Get ready for more of this. Oh, people are sending diamonds, and my diamonds things aren't going off. Why not? Oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. My alerts aren't going off. I wonder why. Okay, that's not fair. Let's have a look here. Yeah, look at that. No alerts. Um, which one would it be? Um, 
Okay. Sorry about that, guy. I hate it when the alerts and stuff don't go off because you, you're being nice and you're dropping a tip and you deserve recognition for it. And if the software doesn't play... Okay. And if the software doesn't let me play, then, you know, it's kind of rude, so... Um, okay, let's have a look here. Surely there must be some kind of explanation to this. Okay, hang on. One moment, please, caller. One moment, please. Yes, exactly. Now we'll finally get the attention we paid for. We'll get this going. See now, you now you're you're donating, and I haven't been able to fix it yet. You see. Okay, let's have a look here. my thing on again. That's very strange. Okay. Things are going well here, obviously, after so long. <laughs> Things aren't rusty at all. Yeah, I don't know why. Sorry, guys. I don't know why it's not working. I've tried to fix, but it will not let me fix. Okay. 
Let's try again, shall we? Nope. Nothing. Bubkus. Oh well. Sorry. <laughs> I tried. I'll go through them anyway. Uh, Gary Vance, this is funny shit. It's a traveling comedy show. Uh, Citizen Volga, been a while. Glad to catch a live show, Boogie. Thank you, sir. Minister of Fun, something new with Nick Fuentes in your Twitter DM. Okay, something new from Nick. Gary Vance, back to you, Alex. What did I miss? Fags. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. That was most definitely worth it. And I don't know why it's not working, but hey, them's the brakes. It happens. Let's carry on. 100% of Filipinos on the internet are on Facebook. Facebook uh, is our internet. Right. And, you know, I guess this is the other part. In 100%. What about a three-month-old baby? Look, you can't say that you are the protector of truth, yes, and then say things that are very female exaggerations. <laughs> Look, literally everyone is on Facebook. Well, is a three-month-old baby on Facebook? What about a two-month-old? What about a one-hour-old? Do they do they pop out with an account already? How does it work? No, we need facts in this conversation. In 2016, I said, America, look at us. Yeah, look at us. What is happening to us is coming for you. And I... When I saw January 6th happen, uh, violence on Capitol what? Hill, something we have never seen before, but the same methodology, bottom-up social media, uh, lies. Ah, uh, social media caused January 6th. There you go. So, yes, it's coming for you, America. You know what else is coming for you? People who want to censor your DMs. <laughs> That's also coming. You have to determine which is worse. There's an old saying. Uh, what is it? You should not be fear. Don't fear those. Don't fear those who seek to silence. Fear those whose opinion. I can't remember. How does it go? God, it's been so long since I bothered to think about this. <laughs> you should always be more wary of those seeking to silence an opinion than of those whose opinion they are seeking to silence. There you go. A fact you know, becomes a lie or a lie said a million times becomes a fact. So you can't yeah. distinguish. Yeah. Then it comes top down from the government, from the president himself, same methodology. And then you have no idea where truth lies, right? Uh, so in, in right. our case, what we saw is... Okay. So social media, memes getting spread on social media, plus president doing something equals nobody knows what's true. Okay. And, and yes, we need be, we need to be protected from these groups on Facebook and Twitter. Let's get back to Kanye. I I very much wanted to point this video out. As as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we have a little theory here on this show that we are quite proud of. That being the BFG bold frame glasses. And it seems that bold frame glasses share a a very similar worldview and have very similar mannerisms. And whenever you find this worldview or mannerism, look to the speaker. Every single time you will find a pair of bold framed glasses. And here we have a panel full of BFGs. One, two, three, four, all four of them, bold framed glasses. Look at that. So you know we're in for a hot ride here. Look, every single one of them. 
<laughs> Every single time. Bold frame glasses. Let's see what they got to say. Ruth, I want to start with you. You responded to President Biden's tweet saying, quote, I wrote strong men because I saw the global right rehabilitating figures like Hitler and Pinochet and obscuring or denying the memory of their violence. What? What? Anti-Semitism, what are you... this violent open, Ruth, not from a fringe. What are you talking about? Honest, honestly, hand on heart. I know honesty doesn't matter anymore, but honestly, hand on heart. Uh, I hear my left-wing friends talk about Nazis far more than I've ever heard any of my right-wing friends talk about Nazis. It's 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 like it's like it's not even a snake eating its own tail. It's a snake with its head up its own asshole. It's eating itself from the inside out. These people, these people talk about Nazis and Nazis and Nazis so much. And then they condemn the environment where everybody's talking about Nazis. It's, it's mind-boggling. See, because the left, my left-wing friends are always on the lookout for Nazis. They're looking for them under the bed, you know. Right-wing friends don't talk about Nazis unless they're talking specifically about some kind of World War II historical trivia thing. And they're like, well, you know, the Nazis invaded Poland, uh, you know, during this time of year, and the Polish army had struggled to, you know, not in ideological terms. Anyway. Figure, but a person who had dinner with the ex-president last week. Talk about the real harm that comes from even the articulation of hate. (laughs) (laughs) The dinner had president. (laughs) The, The president had dinner. The president had dinner with Nick Fuentes. Talk about the real harm this causes. You people are fucking jokes. Someone having dinner is causing harm now. Get a grip. Get a grip. Let me tell you something. If if we are on the verge of a fascist takeover, if you're offended by hashtags and dinner invitations, you're never going to fucking survive it. In order to oppose the fascist dictatorship that is coming, you're not you're going to have to be made of much sterner stuff, I'm afraid. Otherwise, you'll be listening to Gulag Live, hosted by Boogie Bumper in the Gulags with KB as a writer. Okay. Tell us about the real world harm that was Tell us about the harm that was caused when President Trump ordered a salad. Tell us about the re- Tell us about the real-world harm that was caused when uh, Kanye West dressed like a home invader and did a ridiculous impression of Benjamin Netanyahu. Tell us about the real... Tell us about the tragedy that was. Get a grip. They're also serious, too. ...the memory of their violence. Anti-Semitism, this violent open, Ruth, not from a fringe figure, but a person who had dinner with the ex-president last week. Talk about the real harm that comes from even the articulation of hate. Articulation of hate. Yeah, and, you know, um, Holocaust denial is actually embedded in the Trump administration. (sighs) You know what? That's my reaction these days. (sighs) (laughs) You are Buzz Killington. (laughs) 
Uh, Holocaust denial is embedded in the Trump administration. <sighs> Come on, let's, I, I wanna, let's hear what she's got to say. Maybe it'll be good. Remind people, there's so many things that were egregious. Egregious. That, uh, way in 2017, just a week before his administration, uh, after his administration started. Okay, this, uh, this better be fucking good, okay? Because if it's so obvious that the Trump administration is what, quote-unquote, a Holocaust-denying institution, then the example that you're about to give from 2017 better be a fucking silver bullet, mate. It better be It better be a bonfire. It better be a nuke of bombshells. It better be good. His administration, uh, after his administration started... Yep. Uh, Donald Trump's administration released a Holocaust remembrance uh, statement that didn't mention Jews. <laughs> Therefore, they are Holocaust deniers. <laughs> oh, my God. When we all know, the, the reality probably was that why men- you can't mention the Jews, because if you mention Jews, then everyone will say that you're anti-Semitic because of the way you mentioned them in the Holocaust remembrance thing. It doesn't matter what you say. Everything is awful, right? We'll find a way to make it so. So, nonetheless, uh, it's Holocaust denial because they're Holocaust remembrance. So, th- again, again, again. Double think used to take years to get someone to believe. She has just gone sentence to sentence. Her 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 literal evidence for the Trump administration being an administration of Holocaust deniers is they didn't mention Jews on their what? Holocaust remembrance memo. When they put out the information about the Holocaust remembrance, they didn't mention Jews, therefore they're denying the Holocaust. Wait, they're denying the Holocaust on the Holocaust Remembrance Reminder? This is how broken mentally these people are. They didn't like the way he wrote out the Holocaust Remembrance paperwork, therefore he's denying that it ever happened. Reality does not even matter to these people. Irrational Times joining us in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Follow Irrational Times, friend of the program. And that was a gift right. to Holocaust deniers. What? And, what? you know, from the very beginning, he what? went, he <laughs> created this big tent for Holocaust deniers, for anti-Semites, for extremists. Uh, and okay. he's gone out of his way to perpetuate anti-Jewish stereotypes. And so this is no surprise because the more he feels beleaguered and cast aside by the quote establishment GOP the more he's going to double down and associate with the most extremist elements and most dangerous Mm -hmm. elements of our society right right I know that's no surprise Ruth but no surprise (laughs) (laughs) these people are just they're just it's a human caterpillar situation one is eating the other one's shit and then shitting it into the mouth of the next Holocaust denial was proven in the fact that they didn't write out their Holocaust remembrance properly. Let's keep on the theme. Move that's raising some serious national security concerns. Uh, the Minister of Fun, 
What's Baby Boogie Bumper's Twitter handle, yo? She doesn't have one yet, and she will not have one. <laughs> she won't have one that I'll, I'll be aware of anyway. She'll probably get one to rebel against me, but um, no. No no Twitter handle yet for the Baby Booger Bumper Baby. <laughs> Who I think at present is uh, kicking back in her bassinet somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Father of the year. New Twitter owner Elon Musk says that he is going to begin restoring previously banned accounts uh -oh. next week. Uh -oh. That includes users banned uh -oh. for threats and harassment. Musk announced the decision after conducting an online poll. Mm. He tweeted, quote, the people have spoken. That's been Amnesty. That's that's been another very uh, amusing little Muskism to me as well. Uh, the fact that people are now saying that Elon Musk is doing everything via Twitter poll. And how awful that is. No, no, no. We need professionals. We need a team of people who just watch over Twitter and decide for themselves what should be banned and what shouldn't. This business of doing Twitter polls, this direct democracy business, uh, it's got to stop. <laughs> I thought you liked democracy. I thought you liked it. Exactly. Yeah, she's around here somewhere. I don't know. Doing something. He begins next week, and then in Latin, the voice of the people is the voice of God. Joining us now is CNN intelligence and security analyst Bob Baer. Bob, thanks for joining us. We hope you're enjoying the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I'm curious to get your How reaction could I... to these accounts being reinstated. How could I possibly be enjoying the Thanksgiving holiday when I'm on fucking CNN, honestly? Enjoying the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I'm curious to get your reaction to these accounts being reinstated. Well, Boris, I can tell you one thing. Putin is going to be all over Twitter. If there's no regulations on this, fake accounts, spoofed accounts, the rest of it, this is a great opportunity for him. And so when he's talking about the popular voice, Musk, he's really talking about Russian intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually talking about Russia. See, again, this is lesson number 346 of why you don't argue with idiots on Twitter. Like the person who replied to my tweet when I when I tweeted to Adam Kinzinger, have a little cry, mate. Someone replied, you know, something like, oh, look, imagine thinking this is an acceptable answer. Just goes to show the bigots are happy to show themselves. And you, at that moment, you can go one of two ways. I went the insta-mute option. It's like, oh, good. Th I, I appreciate people like that because I'm like, good. I never have to see you again. Thank you. Another idiot on Twitter muted. <laughs> Fucking perfect. I'm not blocking anyone, but I'm just not listening to you. I, I don't care what you think. I don't care about your opinion. You've said enough in that one sentence for me to get all the information I need about whether I want to engage with you intellectually or not. And it's going to be a hard no, I'm afraid. Just goes to show the bigots are back. It's like, imagine trying to be tough on Twitter when you're offended by a fucking hashtag. <laughs> you're weak as piss, mate. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. The, the hashtag is so offensive. I'm going to go bash the fash. Sure you are, mate. Sure you are. Jesus Christ.
So you know, don't bother arguing because you can't you can't change anybody's mind. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. That, that, it doesn't matter what is said, and it doesn't matter what happens. They will just hear what they want to hear, and they'll see what they want to see. Right? No regulations on this. Fake accounts, spoofed accounts, the rest of it. This is a great opportunity for him. And so when he's talking about the popular voice, Musk, he's really talking about Russian intelligence. When Musk is talking about the popular voice, he's really talking about Russian intelligence. There you go. So it doesn't matter what you say, they hear something else. So why fucking bother? You know what? There's nothing... And the thing is, there's nothing these people dislike more than not being listened to, right? You think if you're arguing with uh, some CNN... Uh, acolyte on Twitter that you're doing the good thing and you're fighting the good fight and you're fighting it on the streets and stuff, but you're not. They love the fight. They want the fight. They crave it. That's why they reply to you with things like, oh, you hate gays. Because they want you to reply. They want you to fight. They want you to defend yourself. The thing that people like that dislike the most is when they spout off their silly little hot takes like that, like that one about Russia, and you just go, okay, whatever. Oh, this is a danger to our democracy. Whatever, man. Whatever you say. I don't care. That's when they really lose their shit. Right? Just go, okay then. (laughs) Whatever. Just, who cares? And if you say to them, mate, I'm not arguing with you. I don't care what you think. I have no interest in your opinion at all. So you're wasting your time. I don't care. That's what really bothers them. Because they want everyone to be as outraged as they are. Yeah, And if you're not as outraged as they are, then you need to become one of the targets of the outrage because you're not as outraged. Yeah, So just say, I don't care what you think. Oh, you're offended by that? All right, whatever. Don't you think it's offensive? No, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you're offended by. Grow up. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's it. They hate that the most. It's exactly the United States of whatever. Okay, then, does actually work really well. When someone goes on a big, long rant and they're they're making their impassioned plea about bigotry or racism or democracy or whatever the fuck it is, if you just go, okay, then, that's they really hate that. <laughs> You're supposed to either pat them on the back and say, wow, thank you so much for your wonderful, virtue, virtuous opinion, or you're supposed to fight them. That's that. Those are the that's the binary option they have in their programming as an NPC. You can only agree or fight. That's it. There is no press Y to doubt. They have no doubt. Press X to doubt, isn't it? Exactly. Gary Vance getting in the spirit of it. Okay. Just K. Just K. The changes currently happening on Twitter are, quote, incredibly worrying, says online extremism expert. Let's have a look. You know, the recent takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk and the subsequent changes that have happened are incredibly worrying. I think almost all of the changes we've seen take place, we see are contributing to a more harmful environment on Twitter. (laughs) But you're looking for it. The other day I saw someone who works for Media Matters. They tweeted out that Twitter is recommending that they follow Andrew Anglin on Twitter. And they were pointing it out as like some kind of failure of Twitter that this happened. Yeah, because this is how stupid they are. Again, there's no point arguing with people this dumb. 
So they're like, look, look, Twitter is saying, Twitter is suggesting I follow Andrew Anglin. Again, it's someone from Media Matters. Okay, what do what do people at Media Matters do 90% of the time on social media? They look for Nazis. They're always looking for Nazis and retweeting Nazis and talking about Nazis and who needs to be banned and who's saying Nazi things. They're looking at Nazi profiles and doing Nazi profiles. Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. That's 90% of their life on social media. So imagine being that much of a fucking idiot when you log on Twitter and it starts suggesting, hey, we've noticed that you look at people who have similar views to what this guy does. Maybe you should follow him too. And then turning around to Twitter and going, oh my God, why are you recommending this? <laughs> what the fuck? You must be a fucking idiot, mate. And, and, you're, the, and you're the moral guardian of, of the media landscape? God help us all. You are a fucking moron. You're probably getting recommended these accounts because you spend so much time looking at similar accounts that Twitter thinks that's what you want to look at. Twitter is what you make it. And if you make it a Nazi playground, then that's what it'll be. (laughs) Absolute idiots. (laughs) Anyway, let's carry on. We are working amongst many other organizations to try and make Twitter as safe a place as possible. Nobody's asked you for that. Nobody has asked you to keep them safe. Here's an idea. Leave. If Twitter is unsafe now, why are you on it? Oh, I see. You're on it and you're looking for all the Nazis again. You're going out of your way to find things that make you offended as evidence that the place is being offended. Thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. We're working with a number of organisations on how to keep Twitter as safe a place as possible. Okay. ADL. (laughs) Right. 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 FTX. (laughs) And my greatest concern is that we'll start to see Twitter become a space where content content moderation moderation is just not done effectively on the content that is most likely to incite violence. We already know that conversations on Twitter can be directly linked to offline violence. (laughs) We already know that Twitter causes violence. I mean, we know. It's the confidence, isn't it? And look, I've got a newsflash for you. If you're, if you're a bit on the younger side, guess what? When you say things like this, you just sound like the Republicans of the early 90s blaming violence on video games. You do. You do. You're the exact same. You're no different. Yes, that's right. Modern woke agendas are no different to the Republican agendas of circa 1992 when Mortal Kombat came out. And we had to watch all, watch all of the politicians say, this video game needs to be banned because I guess, I don't know, kids are going to start ripping the spines out of people that they fight on the street in Mortal Kombat, I guess. Something like that. The woke agenda is the early 90s Republican agenda. Congratulations, you are that much of a fucking idiot. You don't even know that you're a Republican now. Hey? Breathtaking. And, you know, I, I, I really, you know, hope that Twitter makes the right decisions as they move forward. No, you don't. You hope Twitter makes decisions that you agree with. <sighs> okay, tell you what. We've had enough negative stories. How about a good luck story? Do you remember... Press 1 in the chat if you remember some kind of lockdown protests happening in the West. Press 2 in the chat if books, I don't know what you're talking about. 
getting warmed up here. Let's go. Let's kick it home. We're taking it to the end of the show. Come on. So most people are saying one. Lou Frigno with the two. I know that's a lie. That's a dirty, filthy lie from Lou. So you remember the COVID protests. Um, they were a danger to democracy. They were super spreader events. They were anti-vax right-wing Nazis, of course. They're always Nazis. They're always Nazis. So they were that too. Uh, you remember the Freedom Convoy in Canada? We've got to lock up these people's banks accounts. They're a, they're a threat to democracy. They're fascists. Yes, remember all that? Well, that was then. That ain't now. <laughs> because now, you see, we love the COVID protesters. You know why? Because they are young women. That's right. Check this out from Bloomberg. I even signed up for a guest account just so I could get this whole article. Just for you. That's how much I love you, chat. Whip, young women. This this took my... Take my breath away. Boom, boom. Young women at front line of China's sweeping COVID protests. Oh, you mean the super spreader events? You mean the anti-vax right-wingers? <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't chat. I'm not signing up for $99. How dare you even ask me? You're fucking rag. Young women have emerged as a prominent voice of protest over the weekend in China against COVID zero. Listen to listen to this. A rigid policy that's brought sudden lockdowns and misery to millions of people across the country for months. It's sudden. It's a rigid policy. We've never agreed with COVID zero before. Hey, we love the protesters. You remember the article? We covered it for a year. 12 months fucking solid on this show. Go back and listen to all the COVID episodes. Article after article. Video clip after video clip. Disgusting. Lockdown. People were being arrested for walking their dogs. Remember the guy who was in the field? He was alone at the playground with his two children and the police arrested him in front of his daughters for being outside. Handcuffed, thrown in the back of the police car. That all happened here. On the streets of Beijing and Shanghai, women defied heavy police presence in some... Women! It's empowering! We love feminism! I guess we figured out in the lockdown... I guess we figured out in the Impression Olympics that feminism ranks higher than COVID lockdown. Look, COVID lockdowns are good unless it's feminist, then it's bad. Because feminism is better than COVID. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. There's a food chain here. 
On the streets of Beijing and Shanghai, women defied heavy police presence in some areas, joining fellow protesters vesting their anger and fr- venting their anger and frustrations on local officials and the Communist Party. They hate the communists now too, those bloody commies and their lockdowns. <laughs> hey? Those fucking communists with their lockdowns over there in China. How dare they? We hate the commies. We're America. Yeah, patriots. Woo! Several women were also observed making impassioned speeches. Well, that never happens. Despite the risk of possible consequences. They're so fucking brave, aren't they? The brave women of China standing up to totalitarian regimes. If only we had this kind of inspiration in the West. If only we had people in the West willing to stand up against, you know, dictator-like actions during COVID lockdowns. No, if we get people like that, we need to lock up their bank accounts because they're probably fascists. <laughs> the wider participation of women, I guess, I guess what I'm getting out of this is the protests that happened in Australia, the UK, Canada and the United States against COVID lockdowns, I guess they would have been okay if only there was more women in them. That's that's all I can gather. So wait, as long as we put women at the front of the photo opportunities and have them holding the banners, we'll be allowed to protest whatever we want. <laughs> hey, you can't be against this protest. It's empowering. I love feminism. All right then. See, what we need to do is get our own kind of pussy hat and then we can protest whatever we want. Life, life is that surreal now. Welcome, welcome to the world in 2022. Aren't you glad you're here? Aren't you glad that you're here for this? Kanye West going on Infowars, mainstream media praising lockdown protests. It's fucking brilliant. Wouldn't be dead for quids. The wider participation of women in the latest wave of large-scale protests underscores their changing role in a, quote, conservative Asian society. <laughs> Yes, the Communist Party is too conservative. (laughs) Yay! Bloomberg. The Communist Party, ladies and gentlemen, is too fucking conservative. That's why we don't like... That's why we're for this protest. Show those conservative commies what we're all about. Even as they expand their share of the labour force in the world's number two economy and pursue their personal life choices, they've been battling workplace discrimination, sexual harassment and gender-based violence. Way to, way to sew it all into a lockdown protest, huh? No, it's okay if they're protesting because they're also upset about gender-based violence in China. Victor Show. Boogie, we tried that in the Netherlands. The poor girl had her skull caved in by a water cannon. There you go. There you go. So she was she was not a freedom fighter, though. She was clearly an artsy, Victor. I think you'll agree. Uh, only the women in China are freedom fighters. <laughs> because the conservative government there... the, conserv- the Because the communist government there is too conservative. LAUGHTER Women have a particular... Listen to this. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. They never disappoint, do they? Mainstream media. It's all the entertainment you ever really need. If you're willing to sign up for a free account, you'll get one article a month. That'll do you. That's your hit. That's all you need. 
Women have a a particular reason to be angry about the COVID restrictions as they end up handling the bulk of domestic chores and childcare. (laughs) So women are allowed to protest COVID lockdowns because of the the pay gap now. Because feminism, that's why. Said one in her 40s after participating in a Shanghai uh, protest. Some women also faced domestic violence, she added, declining to provide her name for safety reasons. Come on, girl, this is China. They already knew who you were the second you walked out your front fucking door. Why do you think we're protesting now? (laughs) It's so we don't end up like you. It's not, you know... You're protesting because of what you've become. We're protesting so we don't end up like you. They have less to lose from protesting and more to gain potentially in China's patriarchal society, said Maria Repnikova, which is obviously a very Chinese name, an assistant professor in global communication at Georgia State University. Autocratic regimes tend to construct their legitimacy around conservative family values. Listen to this fucking tripe. Listen to it. I'm not even joking. This person is making the argument that it's okay to protest against the Chinese Communist Party because they are too conservative. Listen. Quote. Autocratic regimes tend to construct their legitimacy around conservative family values that don't favour women and women's participation in politics. Fuck me. Fuck me. I present to you piece of evidence number 367 that you should not bother wasting your time arguing with people on the internet. There it is. The, 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 the source of power for the Chinese Communist Party comes from conservative family values. Huh? How about that? See, if we allow conservative family values to reign supreme in the West, we'll all become communists. (laughs) Don't you love to see it? The demonstrations that spread online into university campuses were triggered by reports on social media about how at least 10 people died in an apartment block fire in... Why is my interest on playing again? There you go. That's better. Capital of far western Xinjiang region, China's Communist Party leaders haven't confronted such intense protests since the 1989 Tiananmen movement. Li, who declined to provide her full name for safety reasons, said she joined one such gathering in an area in Shanghai, adding the demonstrations reminded her of protests in Hong Kong more than two years ago and in Iran more recently. I just wanted to be there, said the 29-year-old advertising industry worker. It doesn't matter if I'm just standing there. Chinese women are generally more action-oriented and more outspoken than men. There you go. Feminism. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a very good point, but I thought we were going to be Nazis. I'm very confused. That's very true. Can we be Nazi communists, perhaps? Conservative family values apparently leads to communism, which in turn leads to Nazism. So... Let's do them all in one night. (laughs) Start fresh in the morning. I don't know. If you can keep up with these morons, good luck to you. I mean, you you probably should have a degree in keeping up with morons. I reckon you would need a PhD to make sense of this stuff. 
because it only makes sense to people with PhDs. Which, you know, interestingly enough, is not considered a sign of intelligence. A sign of intelligence is making things complicated simple. That's intelligence. Making things complicated far more complicated and ass backwards and non-legible and incoherent is not a sign of intelligence. That's a, that's a sign of big words masquerading as intelligence. Don't fall for it. <laughs> In universities, female students weren't just joining protests, but were starting one. What a thought. Starting a, starting a protest in a university. Who would have thunk it? Some video clips showed more of them simply holding a piece of white paper and standing quietly, undeterred by their teachers or mostly male security staff. Hey, look, if the Americans could take a leaf out of the Chinese books and restrict their protesting actions to simply holding up a blank piece of paper, I don't think anyone would complain. The problem was, in the US, you had one group of people that were burning fucking cities to the ground and Molotov throwing Molotov cocktails through police windows, right? They were heroes. It was mostly peaceful. Good for you, buddy. We're fighting for justice. On the other hand, you had people who were honking a horn. They had their bank accounts removed. It's very difficult to keep up with the logic of a fucking moron. It is. But some young women ought to downplay the role of gender in the protests. One woman protester in Nanjing who was briefly taken away by police, posted on Twitter early Monday, for the basic rights of a human being, there is no difference of gender, location or race. We're all ordinary people fighting for freedom. And you know what? Nice Gary to her. Good work. I agree. I agree. Right. Now, let's see. Now, you'll remember in particular, Vice is one of those... Uh, platforms that was very getting very chest beaty during the lockdown protests, talking about fascism and right wing extremism at lockdown protests and conspiracy theories and anti vaxxers and all the rest. Of it. Now, let's see what Vice's take on the Chinese protest is, ladies and gentlemen. We know Bloomberg has sold us out. They're now saying we love COVID protesters because it's empowering for feminism and all, all kinds of other you know, incoherent garbage, <laughs> right? But that's their right, fair enough. Now, let's see how Vice... Now, are they going to take a different tack? Are they going to approach it differently? Press 1 in the chat if you think Vice will treat the Chinese COVID protesters with the same venom and vile and dismissal that they treated Western protesters. Or press 2 in the chat if you think Vice is going to put the Chinese protesters up on a pedestal and talk about how fucking brave they are. Which one do you think it is? One or two? One for Vice will hate the Chinese protesters because they're protesting lockdown and protesting lockdown is anti-science right wing. Two in the chat for Vice will love the Chinese COVID protesters because it's feminism. Which one? One or two? You decide. Get a little poll going here. Three was not an option, Liz. Thank you. Dun, 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 dun. in the chat. Women keep grabbing my lady penis. I can't take it anymore. I feel for you, girlfriend. Ambelina with the four. Okay, you guys are just being silly now. 
being silly. <laughs> okay, let's have a look. What's Vice's hot take on the Chinese protest? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm already struck with irony. That can we can somebody please screenshot this, please? <laughs> hey. So Vice is now showing images. Vice is now showing some of the same footage that we showed on this show when we were talking about how the Chinese government was locking people in their own homes and stuff and be careful because it'll never happen here. Remember that whole it'll never happen here before Dan Bongino ripped it off? (laughs) Remember that? It'll never happen here. Here we are. Now Vice is on board. Unfortunately, two and a half years late. But hey, welcome to the party, Vice. Congratulations. I guess that's why you get paid the bucks. So they're now showing footage of Chinese people being arrested in their own homes by people wearing, you know, toxic, toxic waste kind of outfits. And the person who's being dragged off their own couch is being asked, are you disobeying the party? (laughs) Now, that should be the avatar of every Democrat in the United States. <laughs> Are you disobeying the party? Hmm? There's a party and there's a party line and one needs to tow it. Got it, peasant? Tow that fucking line. Tow that party line. There you have it. Are you disobeying the party? Now, let's see what Vice thinks of all this. Tell you what, I wouldn't want to get into a um, police riot situation in China. One, because I think they, I'm pretty sure they use real bullets, right? They don't, no rubber bullets for the Chinese cops. Oh, no, 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 they they shoot to kill. (laughs) And number two, they they know all that ninja karate shit. (laughs) Did you see that guy? Look at this one. He got a snap kick to the eyebrow for being a COVID denier. So you don't want to be involved in that kind of nonsense. I I want either the obese, morbidly obese cops who can't chase after me or the little girl cops that I can push over with one finger. (laughs) That's what I want. I love Western cops. I don't want little fucking karate guys kicking my ass on the street. That's not much fun. How can I be a virtuous, virtue-signalling, you know, progressive protester if I'm getting beaten up by cops? That doesn't work for me. How am I going to hashtag that? So these protests have been kicked off, I think, initially by a big fire that kicked off in an uh, apartment building in Urumqi, which is... A- That's right. Everyone everyone was locked down in their houses. They weren't allowed to leave. And then, what, they burned to death? Good stuff. In the Xinjiang region, which is in the northwest of China. And that led to officially a count of 10 people's deaths in Xinjiang. 
There was footage that emerged from that which showed that firefighters may have found it difficult to get to the people inside the apartment building because of zero COVID policies and because of the, right. the strict lockdowns in, in Xinjiang. Which, which we definitely are not in. I mean, aren't we protecting people from COVID though? Vice? If 10 people have to die in a building fire, is it, uh, remember, haven't you been told for every one person that has like some kind of adverse reaction to a vaccine that kills them, you're told, well, doesn't matter. Hundreds more people are being saved. Well, how is this any different? Hmm? How is this any different? Now, it's not my opinion because, you know, on this show, we did a whole episode covering a, a an apartment block. This has already happened in Australia. There was an apartment block in Sydney which was locked down. They put police tape around it. No one was allowed to leave their own apartment, whether they had COVID or not. You know why? Because somebody in the building had it. You might not have even met this fucking person. They might live on the first floor. You might live on the fifth floor. You might work different hours. You've never seen them. You've never met them. You have no idea who they are. You were locked in your apartment for a week because they had COVID. We've already done this. The only difference is instead of welding people up inside their rooms like the Chinese did, we just put police tape around it and put a patrolman out front. No one in or out. We just did it a little more civilly, but we still did the same thing. It's just it's just we didn't call the handyman to do it. We didn't we didn't call the metal worker. That's the only difference. And now look at this. And they couldn't care less, remember? We were told it's for the greater good. We're protecting everybody else. We need to do this to protect everyone. Oh, okay. So why is China any different? Oh, no, 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 no. It's feminism. It's empowering. It's good. See, don't, don't drive yourself mad trying to make sense of a crazy person. And I'm sorry, these people are fucking nuts. They're nuts. They can hold contradictory views simultaneously. They'll gaslight you constantly. Don't try to make sense of it. There is no sense to be had. They are just fucking nuts. They're dishonest, nuts, uh, duplicitous, deceptive. All the Ds. They're all the Ds. And so that led to anger amongst the Urumqi population, which then spread to other cities around China. Okay. We've since yep. seen protests break out in Shanghai, in Beijing, yep. Yep. in Nanjing, yep. all over China, really. Um, over China. People have been calling for similar things. They've been calling for an end to COVID policy, um, which seems okay. to be their main gripe at the moment, their main demand, as well as more outrageous calls, which have, yep. you haven't heard since 1989 back in Tiananmen Square. Really? Some people are calling for the end to dictatorship. Some people right. are calling for President Xi Jinping himself. I mean, she even says that to, to ask for the end of, dic of dictatorship is outrageous. <laughs> she even said that. We've even heard more outrageous things, like they're trying to get rid of the dictatorship. That's nuts. Why would you want that? <laughs> outrageous. To step down. This is really, you know, incredible to see in an atmosphere like this. Really? It's incredible to see. Incredible to see. The same people, ladies and gentlemen, 12 months ago were literally telling you that similar scenes like this in Western countries represented the downfall of democracy, represented a health risk, represented the imminent death and destruction of Western civilization. 
Not even a year later, here we are. Same thing, China. We don't want lockdowns. Look at it. It's so inspirational. You people are fucking nuts. Freedom! Zero COVID hey. has been hey. President Xi- Maybe they're Russian plants. Has have you thought about the possibility that all these Chinese people are in fact Russians? <laughs> Maybe they're all being paid by Vladimir Putin. That was another thing we heard, wasn't it? Jinping's strategy since the beginning that's been going on for almost three years now. Yep. And I think at the beginning yep. just as long as uh, our Victorian government has here in Australia. About the same time of the COVID outbreak that seemed to be a relatively positive thing. You know, Xi Jinping was using this as a propaganda tool to... Melbourne in my own country, Australia, not my state, thank fuck, but in a different state, but Melbourne was, you know, it was the most locked down city in the world, more than China. A lady got arrested for try for posting that she was attending a lockdown protest on Facebook. We watched the video. They came in and arrested her. Remember the mum in her pajamas? They arrested her in her pajamas because she said she was going to a lockdown protest on Facebook. That happened here two years ago. Where 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 are the articles talking about how brave she was? Brave woman. No, white girl. <laughs> white girl must be a fascist. Show that China was dealing more effectively with COVID than other countries. Really? As time has gone on and as the Chinese population... Oh, hang on. I th- they were dealing so much more effectively. Oh, this was effective two years ago. Now it's tyrannical. I've seen other parts of the world start to get back to normality. They've really? seen in the World Cup, for example, yep. you know, people without their face masks on gathering yep. in large places altogether. Yep. That dissatisfaction, that anger, that frustration has only grown as people's really? lives have been incredibly locked down. And you've also got to remember that, you know, these lockdowns are not like we've seen in the US and other parts of the world where people are just told to stay at home. And the gaslighting continues. Do, do you want to hear that one again? Do you want to hear it again? And look, these Chinese lockdowns are not like the lockdowns we had. I mean, here in China, people are being told that they're not allowed to leave their home. Oh, that's different, is it? Different? Oh, our lockdown was a picnic. (laughs) People were being arrested for walking their dogs here, sweetheart. What are you talking about? It's It's exactly the fucking same. It's exactly the fucking same. So much so that we were, we were doing whole episodes where we were we were showing Chinese policy and then Western policy and going, look, we're doing the exact same thing that China's doing. We're doing the exact same fucking things. Arresting people for leaving their homes. And here we are. We're back to the gaslighting routine again. Vice. Oh, no, no, no. This is different. No, see, in China, they're arresting people for leaving their homes. That, that never happened in the West. Never happened. Never happened. Don't be ridiculous, you right-wing conspiracy theorist. We love lockdown protests. You guys are the ones who love lockdowns. That'll be the next thing they'll say. The next thing they'll do is turn around and say, with the backdrop of the COVID Chinese COVID protests, they'll turn around and say, in Western nations, we've always been against lockdown. It's you right-wingers who wanted to lock everyone in their homes because you're fascists. Trust me, they will. Doesn't matter how ridiculous it is, they will still say it. Remember, it used to take years to develop contradictory thinking in people. Now we can do it in seconds. 
Oh, this is totally different. Look, in China, they're locking people in their homes. That never happened in the West. Frustration has only grown as people's lives have been incredibly locked down. And you've also got to remember that, you know, these lockdowns are not like we've seen in the US and other parts of the world where people are just told to stay at home. <laughs> oh, OK. It's not the same. It's different. Sure it is. These lockdowns are very, very strict. You know, often very whole apartment strict. blocks are locked down. You know, recently we yeah, saw people... Yeah, we saw the exact same. I just told the story in Sydney of the apartment building that was locked down because one person had COVID. No, no, no. This is very different to what was happening in the West. Here in China, they locked down whole apartment buildings because one person had COVID. Lockdown. You know, recently we saw people shut inside the Shanghai Disneyland but not able to get out. People are not able to go and get their groceries. People weren't allowed to go get groceries. Yep, same thing happened here. Literally. <laughs> I mean, what do you even say to someone like this? Again, reason number 365 or whatever we're up to of why you can't argue with people on the internet. They will sit there and tell you to your face that nobody in the West was ever stopped from leaving their home. Nobody in the West was ever prevented from going shopping. Oh, no, the whole fucking country was. No, no, never happened. Never happened. This is a new thing. It's only happening in China. It's a new thing. It's extremely, extremely strict. It's extremely strict. I think strict. as time has gone on, that's really, you know, led people, especially young people, to deal with a lot of depression, to deal uh, with a lot of economic issues. You know, yep. Currently, I think 20% yep. of the population of the, the youth in, in China. Yep. yep, and we were saying the same things about young people. They're being denied... Um, interaction with other people this will have negative effects on their health blah 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 long term and you know what we were told oh so i guess you just want everyone to die from covid then is that right are you an anti-vaxxer are you a racist right because these people are idiots one final thing, speaking about young people and COVID, let's have a look at CNN. All right, a new study says the stress of the COVID pandemic appears to have actually physically changed teenagers' brains, aging them faster than normal. Let's... Good job, everyone. I was laughed at when I said um, young people, some young people will... This, this COVID lockdown era will be forever tattooed on their psyche. I was laughed at for saying that. La people would laugh in my face and I'd be like, you are doing long-term damage to people with this stuff. This amount of fear. And here we are. The stress. The stress of the lockdowns. It's permanently changed their brains. I've actually physically changed teenagers' brains, aging them faster than normal. Let's That's go to wonderful our chief medical news. correspondent, Good job, Dr. Everyone. Sanjay Gupta, who joins us. Is this like from staring at screens and phones? What, why did this happen? Ah, uh, too many memes. <laughs> too much time on Facebook. That's the problem. Well, I, I got to tell you, first of all, you know, I have three teenage girls at, at uh -huh. home. So, yep. you know, we saw this personally. And um, now we're, when I was starting to understand it, get a better idea of what exactly was happening to teenagers yep. and get a good idea of what was happening to their brains specifically. Yep. A lot of it's what you say. I mean, it, you know, it uh, was the uncertainty of what was happening during the pandemic. Right. But a lot of it also was the the um, sort of reduced social structure. Really. Of being around friends and the social yep. development. That's yeah. Remember on this show when we spoke about how they're trying to regulate basic human interaction yes 
Walk in this door. Stand three feet apart. Do not direct. look directly. Look at the floor. Stand on the dot on the floor. That's where you need to go. Yeah? Scan here. Don't talk to this person. Remember there are articles coming out saying, do not engage in unnecessary conversation, otherwise you might catch COVID. Remember that? The more you talk to people, the more likely it is you'll get COVID. Remember? Remember we had to stop handshaking and hugging? People were hugging through plastic sheets. And now, fuck me dead, here we are, two years later, CNN. Oh, it looks like some people have some crazy ideas about uh, social interaction. It's weird. It happens by being around friends and other people, yep. you know, during your teenage years in particular. We know there's been... Remember when we said locking six-year-olds up in their own homes for two years so they can't interact with any other children and banning their sports and all that kind of stuff when there's very little risk to their health or safety whatsoever was a really bad idea and it was going to have negative impacts for them long into the future? Remember how we were laughed at for that? Guess what? Guess, guess who just came to the fucking party? The people, the people who were laughing at you now agree. But they're going to pretend like it was their fucking idea all along, of course. Lots of what are called internalizing symptoms that develop. People had increased rates of anxiety and yeah. depression. I wonder what why. What was so fascinating, even before the pandemic, there was a study going on yep. where they were looking at adolescent brains, doing these MRI scans every right. couple of years, trying to understand how brains change specifically mm. during that period of time. And, and so they had these studies already underway. Pandemic happens. They continue the study. So now they can look at brains before the pandemic yes. and then during the pandemic. And yeah. what they found was was pretty staggering. What's Let that? me show you here on this on this brain model if oh I can. Oh my god. Um, basically they showed that the brains aged much more quickly. Right. What does that mean? Hmm. This area of the brain over here, which is called the cortex, think of that like as the bark on a tree, the outer layer. It got thin, thinner. That happens with age. It happened much more quickly during the pandemic for well, that's reassuring. That's reassuring. For these adolescent brains. That's the area of the brain that's responsible for executive thinking, for example. At the same time, you look deep into the brain, areas over here, which are responsible for your ability to regulate emotions, for example, <laughs> they aged more quickly as well. So, so the young people are basically now forgetful and cranky. Thanks to COVID. Good stuff. So all these things were sort of happening simultaneously. Okay. And, and you know, it was something that they could actually study in these children because, again, they had these scans before the pandemic right. and then again at least a year into the pandemic. Right. So teenagers, we know, Sanjay, is, you know, they like to rebel, right? Don Lemon fitting in well here on his morning gig. Bold frame glasses, of course, but the cream white jacket. Look at that. Look at that. Couldn't have worn that on the night shift, could you, Don, hey? That's what I like to call smart casual. And so they spend a lot of time with their parents, which I think was constricting for them. And usually how they sort of gain independence is through sure. their friends and sure. the camaraderie that they have, right? These relationships. But my question, right. my question is, look, I don't think you can reverse it. I mean, you're, you know, you would know better than me, but how can, you, can it be normalized now? How long does it take at least to go back to normal, if, if you understand what I'm saying? No, remember, it's a new normal, Don. Remember you told us about the new normal, Don? Don, are you forgetting, Don? Is nighttime Don a different person from daytime Don? Because then I can understand why he would have this completely contradictory outlook here. Because nighttime Don was saying, no, no, there's a new normal. It has to change forever. In order to keep people safe, we need to have a new normal, a new way of doing things, new standards. And daytime Don is now here shitting in the cornflakes of nighttime Don going, how long will it take for us to get rid of all this COVID stuff? 
How long till we get back to normal? <laughs> Look, we may have permanently damaged the brains of young people, but hey, how long is it going to take until we fix it? How long till we can have another lockdown? Yeah, you know, so, Don, you know, the, it's interesting Don. because there are some things in life and in, within medicine that just Best or without. In life I'm free. Precedent. We don't really have a lot to base this on in terms of what is likely to happen in the future. Really? What we can say is this. Never, is, never fucking stopped you before, mate, did it? That the, the types of changes that were seen in the brains during that time period within a year, so a short time period, the end of 2020, they saw yes. these changes. They typically take years and years to develop those types right. of changes. And they're typically associated with what are known as adverse childhood experiences. Right. Meaning witnessing violence, witnessing things uh. that are really traumatic as a child. Those are the types of things that typically lead to these sorts of changes. Yep. We saw them much more quickly within a year. Really? They, it may be hard to read that screen there, but basically you saw more what are known as internalizing symptoms, right. anxiety, isolation, depression. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Who would have thunk it? Turns out locking up all the kids for two years of their formative years wasn't such a good idea after all. Who knew? Oh, well. I'm glad we banned all the people saying that and arrested them back when it was happening because otherwise, who knows how bad it could have gotten. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow our friends. I'm getting out of here. Have a great rest of your weekend. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.